Corrections. This call will be recorded and monitored if you wish to block any future calls of this nature. Dial 7 now to accept this call. Press 5 now to decline this call. Hang up. Okay, dog. Well, welcome back. How's everything going? Good, good. I'm glad the word got out. Yes. I mean, you did a lot of talking this last time, you know, and you were trying to to get it out there in the public eye. And you're, who's Sheila? Oh, Sheila is your sister. So she was speaking at a community center and talking about your situation. Wow. You can't get any better advertisement than that. That's fantastic. So was she just dogging you and telling you that you deserved to be in prison and that she hated you? Oh. Oh, wow. So there were a lot of questions about why and how. And Yes. I know. Well, you know, yes, you're, you are a convicted murderer. And you're going to be in prison for a long time for your mistake. Yet you can teach people how to stay away from that path. And, and that there is hope at the end of the tunnel. You know, there's a lot, a lot you could do. And I, I wish you could go and speak to these people. But it's nice to know that your sister spoke up on your behalf. And she was able to get through to these people. Wow, that's another, another bunch of uh, allies that can go out there and help us. Yeah, yeah, I recently had an ad and there was a lot of people that were just just dogging the interviews that we have. You know, we've got violent offenders out there willing to share their story and give advice on how to prevent loved ones from committing crimes and and how to identify people like that and what we should do to have more effective uh, treatment for them and who should be locked up with the key swallowed or thrown away, you know, and they were laughing at it. They could care less. You know, anything you have to say, any advice you have to offer, any changes in your life doesn't matter to people like that. Now, I, I have to admit, thousands of people saw it. So it's not like everybody would say that. But, you know, when your sister gets out and quotes you and tells people that your life doesn't have to be in vain, that you still have purpose even though you are locked away. Right. Right. And and that's what we need to get out there. You know, we don't... I, I, I know online people tend to just sit in their bedrooms in front of their cell phones and tablets and they'll say the most ludicrous things in the universe. And, you know, that's the way America is and I can't hold that against them. I just want people to understand that fighting crime isn't by locking people up. You know, we know what you did and we 
caught you and convicted you. Yet, we can learn a lot. You know, there have been people that have been caught and put in prison. You have 60 seconds remaining. Because of all of this uh, advice and, and uh, you know, consulting the people that are locked away. And hopefully you'll be able to do something like that too. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad you shared that information with me and, and I will definitely reach out to your sister. Maybe uh, we can work together and, and uh, get this word out to some of the children of the world, that's for sure. You have 30 seconds remaining. Well, okay. I guess you can't really fight time. But we can certainly make the best of it. And I am so proud of you. You are definitely making the best of it. And you're sharing it with your family. So I think uh, I think you're making some some waves out there. And, and if we can turn one person away, bring one person out of the dungeon, I think we're success. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Welcome to AQS Inmate Call, and I am your host, Joel Wilborn. And that was K-Dog again. My last episode concerned K-Dog, and K-Dog's a convicted murderer who wants very much to make amends and feels bad about uh, the um, crimes that he's committed. And, you know, sitting in prison gives you plenty of time to reflect, think back on things. And... He spoke in depth to his sister who went out to a community center and spoke to a small audience explaining what uh, K-Dog had done and, and how it makes her feel and how it affects the family. And uh, she actually got through to some people who asked some questions and offered their, uh, their own advice and support. So, you know... Every little bit helps. And, you know, one of the things I have a problem with in this kind of deal is there's a lot, there's a wealth of information locked up behind prison walls. And rather than tap into that information and use it to our advantage, we just would rather see it waste away. There's so many people out there that will watch the news, hear of a crime, uh, root for the people getting caught, see that the person is caught, see that the person is is convicted and goes to prison, and then, you know, they'll just wipe their hands. Well, there we go, we got them. And if that person says, hey, I'm in prison and things are really bad, they don't care. I've actually had to mock these people on my website. They put little laughing faces, you know, on, on there instead of the thumbs up or the uh, emotional hug or something. It's just they don't care. These people were caught, they're locked up, and we don't need anything else from them. All this experience, all this knowledge just needs to waste away. Now, in American Quidditch Society, I believe these people can get out and never commit these crimes again and leave a very happy and productive life. I believe that and that's what I want. 
you know, we can we can fight crime by trying to find the people who are guilty, searching for them, putting out bulletins and doing TV specials and stuff to try to find them. Or we can talk to people who may know them. Talk to people who've been in situations like that. Who can actually think like this person thinks. To me, that's more helpful than mocking them. Now, when I was a special agent with the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, informants were very valuable to us. And informants are the people who would work out a deal with us to get a reduced sentence and would offer up uh, assistance in catching uh, somebody committing a crime. And in my case, I did narcotics. So if we caught a person and said, you're going to go to jail for dealing in illegal narcotics, they might want to strike a deal with us and help us to catch the people who were supplying the, the drugs. And so when we would sit down and interview these people and talk with them, we'd get all this information about how the, the drug activity worked and who was involved. And I would go undercover with these folks and try to learn as much as I could, and then we'd get a conviction after that. I never mocked people that came to us with valuable information like that, especially if we got a conviction out of it. And even better, if the person that was convicted quit. You know, I got caught. That's it. I never want to go back. I'm done. That, to me, is very useful. And a lot of law enforcement agencies would back me up in saying that the public's information is extremely valuable. I don't think we're going to get rid of criminals by just sitting at our computers mocking people. How in the world is that going to prevent your loved one from being assaulted or your car from being stolen? And one of the questions I want to ask these folks is all these people that they're mocking and all these people who were convicted of murder and violent offenses like that in their day-to-day activities how many violent offenders have they actually met who do they know was convicted of a violent offense and is now working in the grocery store or driving a cab or just sitting in the park opening up a casual conversation. How many of those people are violent offenders? Would they trust a violent offender, you know, a convicted violent offender who served time? Would they trust these people to help them if they were to be in an accident, an automobile accident? You know, that's not something violent offenders broadcast. You know, I'm not going to go out and say, Hi, my name's Joel Wilborn. 
I'm a convicted violent offender because that's shunned upon. Yes, I'm a black American. A lot of people shun on that. Yet imagine if I was a black male convicted violent offender. That would put me below the bottom of the scale. I would be shunned. And anybody who associates with people like that would be shunned. Guilty by association. And I'm a very big proponent of people getting caught convicted and then getting out. They serve their time, they get out. No need to keep hashing it. Oh, you can't rent this place because you were convicted of a crime. No, you can't get credit because you were convicted of a crime. No, you can't marry my daughter because you were convicted of a crime. I mean, what else do you want? You know, if uh, if you stole a cookie out of a cookie jar and your parents said you're, you're, you have to uh, sit in the corner for an hour, would you want to be reminded that for the rest of your life? Would you want every major purchase or your living arrangements or something based on that incident, especially after you were caught and you had to sit in the corner for an hour. You know, hopefully you're not going to say yes to that. Hopefully you don't want that following you around. And yeah, that's minor. But it's something that we'd go through growing up. And a convicted criminal who gets out and wants to to do better should be given an opportunity not all of them are going to succeed it's not always going to work but you don't mock them you don't laugh and say ah oh, you're 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 caught you're you're in in prison because a lot of them not going to be there forever they're going to come out and they're going to be your neighbor they're going to be jogging next to you in the park they're going to be riding on the bus with you And they're not going to broadcast it. The ones we know of are the ones that's locked up. Once they get out, it's a whole different story. Only a select few will know that. And is that the kind of reputation you want? That you mocked these folks? That you laughed at their misery? That you could care less if they succeed once they get out? What if you go in for a job interview and a person looks onto the Facebook profile or does a internet search and finds out you mocked these folks and this person that you're getting an interview from is an ex-con. There are a lot of ex-criminals, ex-convicts that are running small businesses. Some of them are quite successful. And... Yes, they would like to erase that part from their life, but what's more valuable is what they've learned from it, how they've grown and become a better person. And you won't know that until you at least give the person an opportunity. And uh, one of the folks I interviewed, Marianne Atkins, I was talking to her and she said, when she gets out, she's afraid that she could be attacked. And she says, I don't want to go back to prison. So this person can just win. And you know, she attacked her 
perpetrator will, will say. Because he was trying to, 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 you know, he was assaulting her. And so she fought back and she's in, in prison now. And if she wants to stay out of prison, is she supposed to just let people attack her? Is she supposed to just give up? And that broke my heart that she would say something like that. And, you know, we had a nice little conversation that, no, that's not the way to handle it. Public perception isn't always right. And Stevie, she was actually attacked, say sexually assaulted, and she says, now look at me. I'm in prison. I, I, mean, I just lost all hope and fell to the dark side. So if you, you, you tune in to the, the videos and you actually listen to the folks, you'll see these aren't people that are saying, feel sorry for me and I shouldn't be here and I'm innocent and, and you need to let me out. That's not what they're saying. They're saying that there's people that's in there that are committing crimes. They get out and they commit crimes. And then they go back and they commit crimes. These are people that have no no kindness, no uh, sympathy. And some of them are gang members, you know, and they're proud of killing folks. And they they really don't want to change. They like their, their lifestyle. And then there's those that don't want to be around those people and see what kind of life these folks have and want to get out and want to be free of all of that. So rather than reading a little blurb about a person who's giving advice about a conviction, why not try to figure out what you can do? We can all do a small part. We can all help out folks. Stay out of prison. You know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Come on now, that's true. Let's prevent these crimes from happening. Let's learn from our mistakes. And let's take the advice of those who actually made a very bad mistake and want to share information to other people to avoid ending up in the same situation. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's good. I'm glad these people are reaching out and doing that. There's a lot that won't talk to you that could care less. But there's a whole lot more that want to. And if you want to stop violent crime from occurring in your neighborhoods, you're going to have to learn from your mistakes. You're going to have to talk to the people who are committing these crimes. Victims, we can all relate to them. But the people who commit the crimes, we can't always understand what's going on in their mind unless we talk to them. And some folks, their minds are so complicated, only another person in similar situations could understand them. And maybe that person could relay what's going on to us so that we can get out and do something and stop this nonsense. We got to stop this from happening. And it's not somebody else's problem. It's our problem. It's not going to be fixed unless we work together and do something. So I want to thank you for listening in. 
And I'm hoping you have a bit of advice for folks. I'm hoping that you will tune in to the interviews on uh, OxyWord on the uh, YouTube channel. And let's, let's open up some communication. Let's learn from each other. And, you know, like those people that say they, they get it, they were educated at the School of Hard Knocks, you know, life. They have a lot to teach, too. So go out, have yourself a wonderful day, and make beautiful memories for tomorrow.